Welcome to the From the STEM Up podcast. My name is Adriana, and here we spark youth connections in STEM fields. Hey all, welcome to episode 14 of the From the STEM Up podcast. I'm super excited to host another awesome guest on this episode right here. She is only 15 years old, but she is amazing and I can't wait to learn more from her. Hey Siri Hasa, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. How's the weather like over there? Well, currently where I'm in in Illinois, it's okay. It's nice and sunny outside. But you never really know with Illinois. One minute you have a tornado warning and a hailstorm, and the next minute you have a rainbow. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's really similar here in Canada. Um, it's very very humid just because we're surrounded by the Great Lakes, like in the south of Ontario. So the weather is really crazy. I don't know if it's because of climate change or something, but one day it's like plus forty, and then the other day it's like thunderstorm, and it's a little crazy. But today is today's <laughs> today's pretty good. Uh, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, hi, everyone. My name is Siri Hassa, but everyone calls me Siri. Um, yes, like the iPhone. Um, <laughs> I'm from in a small t- I'm, I'm from a small town in Illinois. Uh, my favorite hobbies are probably coding, robotics. I also like to play tennis, and I love to play the piano. My favorite school subjects are probably computer science and biology, and I specifically love the intersection between the medical and technological fields because I personally think it's really fascinating how you can use a computer, and computers are kind of dumb, so you have to tell them what to do. So how you can use a computer, you can tell it what to do, and you can use it to advance the whole field of medicine. Um, A fun fact about myself is that I've been coding since seventh grade, and I've been interested in STEM in STEM fields since fifth grade. And I'm also currently interning and externing at two different health tech companies. Um, I'm going to be a 10th grader in August. Nice. Okay, yes. I, I almost forgot that in America, you guys start in August. 10th grade is really fun. And I hope you're going to do a bunch of cool stuff then. I know it's going to be virtual maybe, yeah. but... Um... Yeah, so my school is definitely going to be like all online. Um, they might start like when I, when I'm a junior, they might actually start going back in person, but I actually go to a school that is connected to a college. So anything the college does, it's, um, what we do. So we have to wait for what the college really says. Oh, nice. Okay. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. What is your favorite part about living in Illinois? Um, my favorite part about living in Illinois is probably, I live really close to Chicago, so it's really nice to just go up there sometimes and, um, enjoy all the scenery and the fun sights there. Uh, definitely going to downtown Chicago, that's really fun, but it's kind of, there's like so much traffic there, which is a little annoying, but yeah. (laughs) Man, like, I really want to go to Chicago, see the Bean, and I know it's a really great cultural scene over there as well. Um, yeah. I haven't really heard about Illinois. Like, what do you recommend if I were to ever um, visit Illinois? Well, so the funny thing is whenever we have guests over to come to Illinois, we always go to Springfield. I've been there like 30 times. We always go to the Lincoln um, Museum there. Um, definitely visit Springfield. Route 66, that's a fun place to go. But it's, um, and yes, go to the Bean in Chicago. That place is really fun. Yeah. 
and also I don't know what they're called I keep forgetting what they're called but um there's this little there's this place in Chicago that it's like a water park but there's like pictures of it's hard to explain there's a really fun water park in Chicago go there too all right I'll make sure to (laughs) give that a visit um in terms of stem related things just because we're on a stem podcast what does stem mean to you so stem has always been something that's really really important to me um my first exposure to stem was in the fifth grade when i did first lego league robotics which um is essentially a program that encourages younger kids to go into robotics and it's really simple it's really easy for kids to understand it because they're legos which is everybody's favorite thing and um you're learning how to make those legos move and at the time that was something that like i was really like into I really loved making and building the robots. I loved um, trying to code them to do certain things. Um, after the pro, after doing the program, which I think I did it for five years, um, I was actually able to mentor other younger kids in Lego robotics. And this was the first time that I was like actually able to see the power of STEM and what it can do for another kid. And when I mentored these kids, I just absolutely loved seeing their faces every time their robot worked or every time they coded something to perform a task properly. Um, It was really a rewarding experience, and I really loved making the lesson plans and everything like that. Um, So, yeah, that was actually the first time I found that I my love for teaching other students and other kids and encouraging other kids to go into STEM. Soon after, in the seventh grade, I actually learned how to code um in html css and javascript which is essentially all the tools you need to create a website so any website you go on to on the web is actually created from those building blocks and i learned how to do this through a local program and i unfortunately noticed that i was the only girl in this class which was a huge bummer for me because i wasn't able or i was unable to personally connect with other students on a pers- on, on a level that I understood and they understood and so for the most part of the class I definitely enjoyed the class but I was just kind of like alone I guess and it wasn't a very fun experience socially. So in eighth grade I started a girls who code club at my school and I was able to teach other girls how to code and really ignite and spark a sisterhood and community and after seeing the positive impact that I had on my classmates, I went on to co-found a Girls Who Code Club at my public library. And um, I was also able to impact a bunch of middle school girls. And I also started a Girl Scouts Code Club, which I recently started this, and it has reached kids all over the USA. And it was it's online, which I believe um, really helped me reach these kids. And Um, Currently, I'm teaching them web development, so HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and we're moving on to Python in the fall. So yeah, STEM is something that's that's a really, really powerful tool. It's really interesting. Yeah. Nice. And um, the Girls Scouts Code Club, uh, do you have like a website or do you have like a platform where people could sign up for that or is that um, sign up already complete? So the Girl Scouts Code Club runs from summer to fall, and I have another session from winter to summer starting 2021. Um, we actually are accepting new kids in the program, so I have a registration form. If anyone is interested in joining that, we accept non-Girl Scouts too. So we w- would love for more people to come. I will link that in the podcast bio. Um, that's awesome. I really love how 
you went out and started teaching others because I think that teaching also helps you learn yourself and um yeah definitely especially you going into grade 10 and teaching girls that were in your position is shows really great level of leadership and and um commitment that's really awesome yeah I'm actually really happy that I was able to reach all these kids because personally like I learn new things too like some sometimes they'd be like oh I would I want to learn how to do this specific concept in web development and I'd actually learn how to do it for them so I really learned a lot more html concepts and I think people always say like the best way to learn is to teach others too so that really helped me exactly exactly and um it's really awesome that you're being a representative for girls in the tech field um especially with girls who code i'm not really sure if that's um available outside of the u.s but there's many many different organizations um in canada that i know i can also link them Mm -hmm. down below for you guys and um internationally i'll go on a hunt for some international organizations um but if you guys have any questions about um getting started with um things like Python, HTML, CSS, JavaScript, or anything coding in general. You could even ask me, or you could ask Siri as well. Um, I will also have her socials linked below. Um, And yeah, the next question is, so I know you are very passionate about helping those who have leukemia using technology. What got you inspired to help this group of people? And can you give a short rundown of your inspiration behind it? Yeah, so um, my inspiration behind using technology to help those with terminal illnesses such as cancer came around the beginning of ninth grade. And I've been with my music teacher for seven years, um, and I've seen her struggle with like reoccurring bouts of cancer. And each time there'd be the anxiety, the pain, the stress, and the worry whenever she went in for testing or was waiting for her results. And I decided that there really had to be a better way and there had to be something there to at least alleviate some of that stress. So I started doing some research and I decided to learn how to use Python and machine learning to actually help her and actually how I can use Python and machine learning in the intersection between the medical and tech field. And this eventually led to my creation of my machine learning algorithm, glucose cognosis. And um, I actually derived this name from, glucose means white blood cells and cognosis means to diagnose. So the diagnosis of white blood cells. And specifically when people, when oncologists are going to diagnose leukemia, they actually look at the white blood cells or they take a white blood cell smear and they analyze that. So that's kind of where um, my name was coming from. So glucose cognosis, is essentially a convolutional neural network, which is a subcategory of machine learning. Um, Think of a convolutional neural network like an image classifier. And glucose cognosis can diagnose acute lymphoblastic leukemia with 98% accuracy. And the goal for this model was for oncologists to use this as a pre-diagnosis tool to help aid in the diagnosis of leukemia and also eliminate the middleman of shipping blood samples to a lab and waiting a week for results. Um, And all an oncologist really has to do is take a microscopic blood smear image, which essentially means pricking the patient's finger for blood and then taking a microscopic image of it and upload it to the model, which will then give you a diagnosis of either this blood smear has a 98% chance of being acute lymphoblastic leukemia or this blood smear is completely healthy. 
and my model actually provides a diagnosis to the blood smear in a matter of seconds. And I have a research paper that's coming out um, sometime in the fall. It's getting published in the fall, and I'm really excited for that. Yeah. My gosh, that is amazing. Um, that's so cool that you were able to um, delve on research like that. And did you write that research paper um, by yourself, or did you have like a team? So yeah, I actually wrote the research paper by myself. I enjoy writing, especially like scientific writing, but it does, it did take me a lot of willpower to focus because I have lots of trouble focusing. Um, it's 40 pages, I believe, and it'll be published in the fall. Nice. Do you have any tips for scientific writing? So my tip for scientific writing is try not to go overboard with um, descriptive writing. Try to keep things technical but also understandable. And that's something I struggled with when writing my paper. And also try to include lots of images and diagrams so it's more, it's easier and more understandable. Yes, I totally recommend those things. So before we hop on into the next segment, what are your future career goals? Yeah, so um, I would actually really love to do something in the future that combines both the medical field, which I think is really interesting, and the technology field. So going to that field, I would love to um, be a data scientist or work at a health tech company. Um, I companies such as Tempest, which use machine learning for diagnosis, like a company like that, um, really anything that has to do with med tech and medical technology. I absolutely love that whole section. So yeah. Definitely biotech, biomedical engineering, those, yeah. those fields would be really, really awesome for you. And with that, yeah. I think we're going to hop on to the break. <laughs> Guess what? From the Stem Up now has a new website, which is fromthestemup.media. There you can find all the sign-up links. You can find the link to the Discord server where you'll be able to meet all the listeners and opportunities in STEM and advice in STEM will also be there as well. And obviously all the links to listen to the podcast. So make sure to check it out. I hope you guys enjoyed that little break. For this next segment, I wanted to switch it up and talk a little bit more about the fields of machine learning and data science, as those have been an interest of yours in your research. Um, and they are actually very growing fields, which is awesome that you've been taking part in learning them. Could you give a brief rundown of what machine learning and data science are? Yeah, so machine learning is actually a subcategory of deep learning. And um, I personally like to think of machine learning as a way for computers to learn and learn how to cognitively think like a human. And essentially, there's so many ways that you can use machine learning. Machine learning itself has subcategories that revolve around neural networks. So for example, convolutional neural networks, which I briefly mentioned was what I made my Lucas prognosis algorithm with, which um, convolutional neural networks are actually, think of it like image classifiers, um, recurrent neural networks, which, um, essentially as a machine learning, it's essentially as close as you can get to the human mind as a recurrent neural network keeps learning um, even after you train it. And natural language processing, which is a category of machine learning, which allows you to read, I guess, I suppose, read human text and use certain tools on it to help with classification. And the thing I really love about machine learning is that it's not a foreign 
tool. It's not just used by computer scientists. It's used in everyday life. So image recognition, kind of like the Apple Face ID. Um, Alexa, which analyzes speech patterns. Machine learning is really used in everyday life for everyday purposes. And there's so many things you can do with machine learning as it is a really powerful tool. Data science is a certain, is an aspect of machine learning as um, when you're actually programming and working with machine learning, you need lots and lots of data. So when I coded Lucos Cognosis, I needed uh, my data would be images, so I needed images of acute lymphoblastic leukemia and images of healthy white blood cells. So that's really the data science aspect of it. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, I'll, I'll link some resources below. Like the only machine learning I've worked with was um, image classification. And it was a pretty simple JavaScript library, I believe. Want to get started in machine learning? I think I recommend image classification and there's many tutorials online. I can link in the podcast bio as well. And yeah, for data science, um, as you said, it's just knowing how to manage and gather data in order to, to create some really cool algorithms to make some cool things. I'm not really sure too much about data science, but I'm really excited to learn more about it. And it's awesome that you are able to actually apply them in your own research. So how yeah. did you, yeah, um, so how did you get into these fields? So I first learned actually about machine learning and computer science through my dad um, when he used these tools in his job. So he's actually a data scientist himself. And after I found out like what machine learning was and what you can actually use it for, that's when um, I first really, really, really got interested in machine learning. I did my own research and um, I found all these different things you can do with it. And that's actually the first time it clicked that I can use technology in the medical field to help people. And in terms of um, web design, web development and web design, um, I was given early exposure to STEM through the robotics program, as I mentioned before. So that really helped um, further my interest in this field. Yes, that's yeah. awesome. What advice did you give to our listeners who want to get involved with data science? Or machine learning but don't know where to start like what resources would you recommend yeah so my advice for anybody who wants to get into machine learning is to definitely start now because these fields are progressing and currently um, becoming more advanced as we speak so it's never too early or too late to start i would first suggest gaining a basic understanding of python python is really the building block to um machine learning and the more you understand the basics the more you'll understand um, as you get into data science as you get into more advanced data science and concepts i would also recommend when you first code um, i would recommend learning machine learning through like an image first of all start off with image classification as we mentioned before i would try to make the first thing i did when i was learning was make an image classifier that distinguishes between a dog and a cat and that actually took me like a month to make just because I, I was still like learning the concepts and learning how to make my model better. I would also suggest YouTube, the internet, all of that. That's such a powerful place to learn about these concepts and try to get like a machine learning buddy. Like try to have your friends, like have your friends help you. Having a buddy, having a support system because machine learning can be frustrating is also really helpful. And I'm still a beginner myself, and I strive to learn more about the field every day. So, yeah, definitely start now. It's such an interesting field. 
Yes, and I'm actually like super inspired to delve into it more because of this talk. And if you guys don't have a machine learning buddy, you can definitely also hit up Siri. <laughs> yes. Um, not the one on your phone, but um, <laughs> the one on this podcast. I will have her socials in the bio again. And I know you've been super into data science and machine learning. Who is your biggest inspiration behind all this? Um, my biggest inspiration is um, my dad. As I mentioned before, he is a data scientist himself, and he was a person who helped me, who encouraged me and provided me with the resources to get into the STEM field. So he's the one who kept um, pushing me to plow through, even if there are times that like I was extremely frustrated, he was always there. And he was also always there to help me um, if I ever got really, really bad, bad errors that I couldn't figure out. I could always go to him, and he always helped me with my machine learning journey. And he was always there, too, in my STEM field. That's an awesome inspiration. Um, if you guys don't have someone at home that will help you, there's so many resources and YouTube videos online. You can even gather a couple of friends that you know and build each other's knowledge up. There's also a lot of machine learning and data science courses, um, online learning platforms like EDX and Coursera. And it's really great if you are kind of stuck in this lockdown or quarantine or any time really just to take a couple hours of your day to learn something new and um, I think that's really really valuable. Definitely use Stack Overflow too. Um, like I said before getting these errors when you're coding can be a little frustrating but there's always Stack Overflow that's really really helpful and like you said use the quarantine and use the time you have now to um, learn more about machine learning because when quarantine started I just kind of sat there and like well, what am I supposed to do? And I decided to use that time to help others and learn more about this field. Definitely. Do you have anything more to add about maybe your hobbies or what you're planning to pursue next this year or in the future? Yeah, so probably for my next project, I'm really focused on um, diseases concerning the eye. Um, I, I'm actually an extern at a health tech company that um, deals with this, um, deals with OCT or optical, optical coherence tomography, which helps you image the eye. So I'm really, really interested in that right now. Um, I also am working on creating lesson plans um, for the Girl Scouts Code initiative that I'm running and for the Girls Who Code initiative. So I'm focused on that too. And I'm both excited and scared for what's to come for this coming school year, because it's going to be different because it's online. So Definitely. yeah. Yeah, and I think everyone is a little caught off guard, especially since you haven't really been in school for like half a year. Um, yeah. So I don't know how teachers are going to transition us back into school, especially since, I don't know, like I've been sleeping in every day mm -hmm. <laughs> since like March. So like I've been pondering a little bit, especially since I'm going to be a senior and there's going to be a lot more course load available and then yeah until then I think we just need to make sure that we're keeping healthy and safe and keep learning new things like right now you have a bunch of time to learn new things maybe even search up what image classification is if you really don't know anything about um, machine learning or if you do um, yeah. I recommend going on Wikipedia or on Google and just searching up some cool neural networks that may interest yeah. you do you have anything more to add um if you're a female in the STEM field, um, yes, good job. Keep pushing. I'm here for you. Yeah. Also, um, for those of you who want, um, who want to learn 
more about if you're um, new to like programming or coding, Code with Classy, that's definitely a really good program that I enjoyed. Um, I believe they're international now, so I think students in Canada can apply. Um, Girl Scout or Girls Who Code has a summer immersion program for high school students. So if you're a high school student who's looking to learn how to code, definitely Code with Classy, Girls Who Code, those are good resources. Yes, I definitely have heard of Code with Classy as well. She is awesome for doing that. I think that's I think yes. that was available internationally just because of COVID-19 and it was virtual. Um, I'm not really sure how mm-hmm. it's going to be in the future. The registration has closed for that, but I think the registration usually happens in like May before like summer starts um, and you'll be able yeah. to like meet Carly um, yourself. And yeah, I'll definitely have her website in the bio as well. I have a bunch of things in the bio. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think... That concludes our episode. Do you have anything else to add or do you want me to conclude? Um, thank you so much for having me. This is such a fun experience. This is my first podcast. I've always wanted to be on a podcast. Also, you are so professional. Like your voice is so professional. Oh I my love gosh. that. <laughs> I have like a little bit of a lower voice. And so I think it was mm-hmm. like, I was like, hmm, maybe I should take this insecurity and make it something good podcast but I really think that I think any voice works as long as you're well spoken and it really has helped with my communication skills as well it's awesome that I was able to meet so many people like you um and yeah that's awesome that it's your first podcast all right thank you thank you so much Siri Hassa as usual I will have all her socials linked below make sure to give her personal profile a follow on her snapchat which is SiriBot28 Um, As well, make sure to check out uh, her LinkedIn. And as well, um, as I mentioned before, I'll link some resources on machine learning and data science below. I'll have the Girl Scouts registration form for her courses on coding and as well, Code with Classy and any other programs. All right, I'll see you guys next week. And remember to always ask questions and to stay curious. Bye.